The Utah Jazz fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves on a funky night that first started with reports that the Jazz have traded Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker in exchange for a Laker first-round pick in 2027 and other bodies. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Thanks for joining us on Postcast. The Jazz lost in a basketball game tonight, 143-118. But the headline is the reported trades that have been made. Nothing official as of this point. But worth noting that none of the players I'm about to mention either played or were in the building tonight. So that seems to lead you to believe that the trade reports have some accuracy to them. The reports are that the Utah Jazz traded Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, as well as Nikhil Alexander-Walker. The Minnesota Timberwolves traded D'Angelo Russell. Russell, Beasley, and Vanderbilt will go to the Lakers. Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker will go to the Timberwolves. The Jazz will receive Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscana-Anderson, as well as Damian Jones. But most importantly, the Jazz will receive the 2027 first-round draft pick of the L.A. Lakers that is going to be protected one through four. So those are the details of the deal. That deal is, frankly, as reported, probably more on the top of most of your minds, and they want reaction. I will do an entire podcast breaking it down in great detail tomorrow morning. So I will turn it over to Ron Boone here and get kind of interview Ron a little bit for this show more than I will get my own thoughts, because I'll give you my thoughts tomorrow morning. Uh, Ron, let's talk about it from from a jazz standpoint. This continues the trend of acquiring assets and playing for the future. They've been very consistent about this. Um, what's your thoughts on the Jazz acquiring a first-round pick in exchange to the players that were moved? My, my immediate thought now is that the mission is still in, is, is complete, you know, from this year, from what Danny had in mind uh, over the summer, maybe, and, and at the beginning of the year. Uh, and, and I think I can stand by what I said early in the year that uh, the success of this team at the beginning of the year was a mis- was mistakenly put together, if, if you understand what I mean. Yep. I don't think that they accidentally it. might be yeah, accidentally exactly. Uh, and and having said that, and and because of that, uh, the Jazz end up being in a good position to move some players uh, because of. The, the year that the Jazz was having and maybe the year that they were having. Now you find a couple of teams that are desperate for shooters. Somebody get them put the ball in the basket, the Lakers being one. Uh, and, and so, obviously, they were willing to make that move. The, the Jazz trade Mike Conley. So let's zero him because he's the one who yes. I think we have the, the deepest connection to. Um, I've told this story tonight, but I, I was in the locker room before the game. The locker room's open to the media this year. Mike played 213 games for the Jazz. And Mike and I were chatting. And I asked him, you know, how are you feeling? Um, it, Mike and I have these conversations all the time. They're kind of borderline on off the record, so I don't, I'm going to leave the parts out that I think would violate Mike and share the parts. The a few things he said were super interesting. One is I said, if they talk to you at all? And he said, no, but... It, I said, I said, what do you want them to do? He goes, I, I don't know, because in Memphis they told me they were going to trade me, and then they didn't. And <laughs> so I don't know what they're supposed to tell me. He, I, I asked him how his wife was. His wife was on an airplane to New York for Fashion Week with the expectation of spending the weekend with Mike in New York when we arrived on Friday night after playing Toronto to be there Saturday and Sunday. So, and he said, I don't know 
they'll be there. We chatted about a few other things that kids are in second grade and pre-K and kind of what they're doing school-wise and if 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 he was going to get moved, like what they're plan, you know, how much have they talked about and planned it? I was, you know, just really curious, human, real conversation. And at one point near the end, Mike's eyes get big. And they get big because Danny Ainge has walked up behind me to sit down in a chair next to Mike in the locker room. And I left. I, I didn't say hi to Danny. I didn't say goodbye to Mike. I just realized um, I don't my, need to my, hear my, that, my huh? presence was no longer welcome uh, in this building. Um, Mike has been the thread that has held the fabric together all season long. Point guard with experience, a point guard with talent, uh, and and no and and an experience is probably the biggest thing there, especially this late in in his career. Um, and so, from that standpoint, going forward with this team, uh, someone's going to have to step up and and improve at that position in order to be that point guard starting next year. Twenty four games without Mike Conley to run the show. What are you anticipating that we see? from this Jazz team in the next 24 games. with And, and frankly, Taylor Horton Tucker's been pretty decent, so I don't know that this is true. I could make an argument that Nikhil Alexander-Walker was our second best point guard this season. Um, I'm not sure that's totally true, but he was right up there. So the point guards now, are, as the roster is constructed right now, are with assuming that Russell Westbrook is bought out and does not play for the team. Chris Haynes of TNT has kind of reported that that is the plan, but I have not heard that anywhere. Um, the point guards on this team are now Colin Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker. What's the impact of how the Jazz play basketball? Well, one thing for sure, the system won't change, um, and so both of those guys are going to have to... It's amazing when you have talent, you're used to playing a certain way, but there's a system in place that you have to utilize your talent along with the system and try to get better better at it. Taylor Horton Tucker is not I think, a starting point guard in this league. Uh, Colin Sexton is probably teachable, maybe, but his strength is not um, a point guard. His superpower, is the way Will Hardy likes to phrase it, is that first step explosion of the basket, right. drawing fouls, playing off of advantage. He, I actually thought he made a bunch of interesting plays tonight. Like You could see him really trying. He threw two back-to-back lobs. He did some things fairly well tonight trying to make the right place. Okay, having said that, then that's what he's going to have to do. Yep. I mean, he's going to have to be that guy, uh, and, and his game is going to have to change a little bit to the point where you're not a score-first point guard. You're, you're uh, and I, I'm just short of saying you don't want to be an opportunist-type point guard, but you yep. still want to be able to play your game and, and, and if, if mimic what uh, Conley was doing, you know, in, in order to... Uh, to, to get that position next year because it's wide open right now. Quick thought on the Lakers. They just added Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and D'Angelo Russell uh, in exchange for Russell Westbrook. How, where do the Lakers move in the West on this? I, I, I tell you what, David, I think in the top five, and this team gets better and better. What is about 30 games left? Um, they get better and better. Uh, they needed shooters. Uh, they need um, – the biggest problem, I, I, I think, is, is some guys is adjusting to playing with LeBron. As great as he is, uh, I think that's one of the, the huge adjustments there. But 
They have now they have some shooting. Russell's having a great year shooting the ball. I mean, he's shooting 39% from the three-point line and, and averaging 17 points a ball game, uh, almost about 47% there from the field. Uh, and that backcourt for Minnesota with him and Edwards, for some reason, they didn't think was working. Interesting, by the way, he was originally drafted by the Lakers, you recall. Yes, he and got played caught in some tumultuous stuff with Nick Young um, and got moved uh, shortly thereafter. Um, he, I mean, uh, this is my role here. They are also removing the least efficient offensive player in the entire NBA from their roster. That all by itself makes the Lakers a dramatically different team. Yes. The subtraction of Russell Westbrook, who from there mathematically will make a, will make a monster difference to who they are. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out for the Lakers. But I agree. I think the Lakers are a top six home court advantage team. Here's the really interesting one. The Jazz own Minnesota's first-round draft pick. Did, did the Jazz help Minnesota? Mike Conley for D'Angelo Russell. Is Minnesota a better team? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. I'm, I don't know how if it's that much more of a, of a team because I think the biggest thing that they have to figure out is what to, uh, how to play Rudy. It's a uh, game or two, though. It's not. You don't think it's a like the Lakers may be six or seven games better the rest of the season than they would have been otherwise. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think Minnesota's more than one or two games better with Mike Conley. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But still, they have to still have to learn how to play and use Rudy. I think Quinn was did a masterful job of, of u- how to utilize Rudy Gobert. 15 points a ball game, and but he averaged 12 rebounds a ball game. And right. two, almost three block shots a ball game. I mean, there's a certain way you have to use guys like that, and I thought Quinn did a great job of it. Okay. Let me be really clear on what I'm about to say. I don't want this to be misconstrued in any way, shape, or form. I'm 100% certain the Jazz will try to win every game they play the rest of the way. Without a doubt. I'm 100% certain that Will Hardy will demand them to get better and progress every night. Yes. Let us... As the roster is constructed right now, this team is less likely to win games than it was when the day started. Right. Totally agree. The Jazz acquired an asset tonight in the 2027 Laker pick. If the Jazz were to move from right now, I think we're at like the 13th draft slot, to the 6th draft slot, which is about as far as they could go. That's an incredibly valuable move for your future. In no way am I saying we should do that on purpose or will anyone try to do that. But if that were to be a unintended consequence of today's move in the final 20-whatever games of the season, it is not a bad thing. The value of draft picks in the NBA is a linear line. It starts at the top and then just starts to die fairly aggressively after about the eighth, ninth pick of the draft. Yeah. So if you suddenly move from being 13th into the top 10, it's a really big difference. I'll just say that. Like, leave it as that. If that isn't, when you put this equation together of what the Jazz did, Justin Zanuck has been, has been, has been clear, and the Jazz has been clear, they're, they're not making trades to try to create a consequence they're, or a, a outcome. They were not making a trade to try to, in, this is a trade they made today because they got a 2027 first-round draft pick in the top four. Yeah. But if that's an unintended consequence, that's not bad. Here, he, and the other thing here is Westbrook is not due any money next year. No, Westbrook 
You're buying. I think the yeah. likelihood is. Yeah. Conley has still one year left. To where the, yeah, they, Jazz have like 60 million in cap space next year, the way this works. Which is huge. My last point here is that, uh, and I said this a few minutes ago with, with Lacone, and, is that the Oklahoma City Thunder started this process three years ago, maybe. Yep. And they hoarded draft picks. And I've been watching them play. This team is in every ball game, and they have some shooters, and they have a, a ton of talent on their team. And their number one pick, who got hurt over the summer, is not even playing right, right now. Chet Holmgren. Yes. All right, I'll give some more analysis tomorrow. I actually think the most interesting thing the Jazz have done, in, uh, and I'll explain this tomorrow. This is a tease for tomorrow's show. I, I feel like the Jazz took one plus one plus one and made it equal six. And I'll explain that tomorrow on Locked on Chess. Thanks to Ron Boone today. Um, Bowler's sitting over here going, what did he just say? Thanks to me. Bowler's like, lock? What? One plus one plus one equals six. I'll have that ready for you on your drive to the airport tomorrow. While I'm picking one equals six. It's Danny Ainge math, baby. He keeps doing it. We'll talk about it tomorrow on Locked on Jazz. You can, I'll have that for you on the drive to the airport early tomorrow, Bowler. See you, bud.